right, it is 12.51. We just started. And all right. Welcome back, everyone. This is the third edition of our private little mini-series on SWAT here on the Matt and Adam Show with me, Matt Lestalia, co-hosted with Adam Messer. Adam, how you doing, brother? What's up, Matt? Glad to be back here. Heck yeah, man. I, I got I love it. I love this. And we so in parts one and part two, we hit strengths and weaknesses, which um, structurally were very similar in our approach, right? And now we're entering into a little bit different category of opportunities. So looking at how we leverage strengths and weaknesses, how those play into opportunities and how that comes into SWAT overall and why it's important to our listeners. So when we're thinking about opportunities in the scheme of SWAT, what, what are like, what define for us some opportunities, what an opportunity means, and then we can dig into, you know, how we apply it to grit and doing the work and why it matters. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so with strengths, we talked about your resources and your foundation. And with weaknesses, we talked about opportunities that come up from failure and, you know, having like that idea, like, like your dream house, you know, like, Hey, I want to replace this, this board over here. I want this paint, you know, uh, it's not necessarily a weakness, but it's building up those skill sets, right? So you don't, you don't have to have all the resources. You just have to be resourceful, right? So opportunities is taking an inventory of your strengths and your weaknesses, and you look for the openings. You look for, you know, where can I fill in the gap? Where can I, you talk about gap analysis, right? So you, you can look for where you can fill in the gap. You can look for, like, for example, if you have a small business, what are my customers asking me for? So you might have a cleaning service, and your customers keep asking you if you do windows, but you're like, I don't do windows. I just do, you know, residential cleaning. Well, I've got a, an office building and we, we have a hard time finding somebody to clean windows. There's an opportunity, you know, that can come out of taking a stock inventory of your strengths and your weaknesses, your skill sets and your foundation and the, you know, the skills that you want or the, the opportunities that you want to develop and how you approach relationships. You know, I feel everything goes back to relationships, uh, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with other people, you know, how you conduct yourself personally and professionally, you know, in, in business. And those opportunities come around because of being open to relationships, knowing when to say yes to opportunities. And then also knowing when to say no, we talked about that in another episode. People can go back, you can check it out y'all and check that opportunity out. But we're talking about today with opportunities this is where like with SWOT analysis, you are going to take an inventory. You're going to write these things down and we're going to provide a chart for everybody. Uh, just a, maybe like a one page executive summary of all of this and include a, a template for you to be able to use. But uh, that's to me, that's what opportunities in a nutshell means for SWOT analysis and how you can, you know, define what an opportunity is. Sometimes you don't have a definition for it. But the opportunity is when you see a need and you look for ways to be able to fill that need. Absolutely. I think that's great. So when we're thinking about 
being gritty and how that pertains to opportunities or how can you, how, how does that, is there any sort of interplay there? Oh, definitely. You know, uh, being gritty is being persistent and following through. And when opportunities come up, you have to finally decide what way you want to go. Am I going to go right? Am I going to go left? Am I going to take this opportunity? Am I going to go clean those windows for that office for my customer? Or am I not? Am I going to turn that down? Am I going to refer that over to somebody else? You have to have the grit to follow through with your choices and your decisions. You know, you, you decide, yes, I'm going to go clean those windows for my, my customer. And then you get over there and you find out it's nothing like, like they're, they might be, you know, super nice at their house, but they're not the decision maker at their office. And the person that you have to deal with at the office is Mr. Nasty Graham. And you don't like Mr. Nasty Graham, but you love, you know, your client that you work for and you take care of the house, you know, so you have an opportunity there. So what do you do? You know, so you have to have that grit to follow through with those opportunities and you have to be steadfast and see it through and, and no one to say no, no one to walk away. I think it's great. It's, it's really important to identify that, that tightrope that does exist there in the sense that you don't want to take on any sort of responsibility or new opportunity without, without knowing that you're going to, you're going to give your all into it because you don't want to walk halfway into an opportunity and say, mm, this isn't exactly what I thought. And I just kind of want to walk away because it's difficult. Like that's exactly like you said, that's where grit comes in. That's, that's the perseverance. And, and at the end of the day, even if, so if following this example through you show up and, and his explanation of the business and the needs to clean the windows is, Oh, he didn't tell me this was a four story building. You know, like I was unaware, you know what, at the end of the day, like I gave my word, I'm going to follow through on it. Or at least the very minimum, if at that point you do, you do that reassessment. If the opportunity is so significantly different, then you have that already refined list of strengths and weaknesses. Like, Hey, listen, a business weakness. I don't have scaffolding. I don't have hangers. I don't have ladders, you know, like I don't have the so, liability insurance for, right. You know, commercial building. And like so, that. but you know what, yeah. because I'm in this community, my strengths are, I have relationships. Mm-hmm. I know these people like, listen, I can't, I actually can't do this. I was unaware of the, the full scheme of things here, but I do know people and I, I'm going to make sure that you get taken care of. I'm going to find the best guy that I know that's in here. And I'm going to make sure because, because you trusted in me, I'm going to keep that trust and find someone else mm-hmm. to work with you. And that's just another that, way. Well, the flip side of that coin too, because that is, that is definitely a good solution. If you are not able to do, you know, the best kind of work, you definitely don't want to, you know, halfway do it, but you could also, look at it as like, okay, well, I don't know how to do the four story building yet, but I do have resources. I do know some people and I can set this up and I can actually grow and move into that role to where I can service this customer, you know, with the best world-class service that I can provide. So, you know, it's like, that's like being able to walk away, no one to walk away and no one to do it, you know? And that's that middle ground of leveraging that same relationship, yeah. the same connection that you had of that person that, that does uh, business, that does the commercial cleaning 
and you can you can be like, hey man, what's your approach? Like, what equipment do you guys use? Like, hey, can yeah. I rent your stuff? Like, I got this thing that just came up. I didn't expect it. Like, what do you have? Could you do you want to partner with me on it rather than just handing it off completely? Yeah. So you're still yeah. the face, and and then you're really leveraging that opportunity to grow. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes uh, you know when it first happens it can be kind of overwhelming. It can be kind of daunting. It can be challenging. It can be kind of scary. Uh, but recognizing an opportunity or an opening like that is it, that's part of, you know, we, we talk about grit and then, you know, I kind of want to jump into doing the work. That's part of doing the work, you know, with opportunities we had, you know, like we covered a lot of it in the, the other episode when it comes to the SWOT analysis, it's like, okay, well, what are the opportunities that I can do? Cause I like how you said growth, you know, you're talking about growth. What are the opportunities for me to be able to grow personally, professionally in my relationship, you know, with my significant other, my kids or, you know, my parents or whoever, whomever you want you know, to talk about, how can I grow? What are the opportunities to grow? So for example, with, you know, for a personal example with me, you know, I'm doing this publishing company. I was looking back at my first published independent book and then i was like wow you know a lot has changed in the last two years i've learned a lot since then um and even from the experience of publishing you know this book working with a group of authors i've grown a lot since i first decided that i wanted to do it you know and it was an opportunity that i was like i you know i made the opportunity because i was like oh this is pretty cool i wanted i created that opportunity you know, because I wanted it because I looked at like ways that I could grow my business and ways that I could grow my own author career. And I felt like this was the next move, you know, so uh, I like that doing the work is, is recognizing those opportunities and then acting, taking the action, you know, like with your show, you know, the commit and take action. It's like you decide you're going to do it and then you do it. So I think that's, I mean, really to be simple and straightforward with it, that's the doing the work part with, with opportunities is like, you know, you figure out what they are, you just do it, just go out and do the actions. And then if you fail and when you fail and how you fail, however it goes, because you're going to fail, take stock of that and say, Hey, look, okay, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Was it just a complete, uh, you know, scorched earth? Was there like, you know, it was the lesson learned that like, I, you know, I learned some, I learned something like I don't ever want to do again, <laughs> which you know? is a lesson, which yeah, absolutely is. is a lesson. It's not, it's almost like working for a bad manager. You know, you, you feel like, Oh, I'm not learning anything from them. Well, you are because you're learning how not to act and how, mm-hmm. how not to manage people and manage tasks. And there's a big difference between leadership and management. Management is just, you know, delegating one thing to another one person to another leading is showing people you know not just telling them it's showing people this is this is how we do things here this is how we you know get things done yes we manage our tasks we we have to manage our tasks yes we have to manage our time but we lead people we don't manage people we lead people and uh, i feel like that's you know really important with the opportunities part doing the work and, Absolutely. You know, the first person you can lead is yourself. So yeah, you know, and you and you do you do every day, and whether you realize it or not, and it's it's part of that. 
it's interesting. The idea that kept kind of floating around in my head when it came to opportunities on this go around with it was opportunity cost, right? Uh -huh. And so when we're thinking about opportunities, like no matter what choice you make, and this goes to what you were just talking about, like it, choosing not to do something is a choice. It's you're always choosing something. And that yeah. something always has a predicate. It always has fallout. It always has a result. If that result, if you're choosing not to take on that new business, then you're choosing to cut off that potential future. Like, so that money that you would make from it, you're not going to get that time that you're not spending there, you're going to keep. Right. And so there, there's always an exchange happening. There's always I'm a I'm going to say something a little controversial here. Lay it on me. But I, I am okay with divorcing a bad client. I am okay with divorcing a bad client because there are, especially when you do any kind of service work or anything like that, there are some people who uh, are just bad business for you because they take a lot more from you and your business than they give back. You know, so you got to fail. You got to think like anything that somebody buys, they're going to give you, um, like if they feel like it's worth $20 and they can buy it for 10, they're going to be really happy. They're going to, they're going to give you, uh, you know, happily give you their money if they feel like they're getting a better value than what they're paying. But they're going to be, you know, disgruntled if they feel like they're paying more than the value that they're getting. Right. And so in the client service industry, you're going to have people that are just difficult to deal with and they're not, they, you know, they don't convert, you know, there are people who that micromanage, you know, and they, they have trust issues or whatever. And, you know, if, if you go through the process and you work with them and, you know, you have a working relationship with them and you can, you can deal with them and, you know, things are great. That's fine. But if you have someone who's just difficult and they, they're difficult to be difficult, it's okay to divorce those clients. It's okay to divorce opportunities. It's okay to say, Hey, you know what? I thought this was a great idea. Now I don't. So it's time to move on. And so I think, I think if we're putting all of this together, if we're mm -hmm. looking at the strengths and weaknesses from, from weeks one and two, and then we're, we're paying attention, you know, to what you've been talking about so far and specifically what you were just saying, I think that it's, so it's impossible for us to tell you the listener that these are the opportunities you should take. These are the ones you shouldn't take. Mm -hmm. One thing to take away is that no matter the opportunity that you take or, or don't choose to take, there's always something to, to be learned. But I think the really key takeaway here is actually you need to know yourself. Like you need, mm -hmm. like identifying those strengths and weaknesses really is an action in introspection. It's an action in, in self-knowledge and the more that you know about you, the easier it is to manage those opportunities when they come up. The more that you yeah. understand principally what it is that you're trying to accomplish, whether it be in a personal relationship or a professional relationship or in your, for yourself in your own business, uh, all of that is predicated on you having a good understanding of what your mission is. The more loosey-goosey your principles are the way more difficult time that you're going to have managing opportunities when they come up because you don't mm -hmm. have the place to put them in. It's just like, it's this puzzle piece that doesn't have a fit. And you're like, well, I could probably like mash it in over there because 
all of the edges are kind of bent up anyway, and it doesn't. There's not really a clear place to put anything. So I could I could probably make it work. But if uh-huh. you have a clear understanding of what it is that you're trying to accomplish, then when people bring something up, it's easy to to match up. Like, does that actually fit in? Like, does that coalesce with what I'm trying to accomplish? Because if it doesn't, uh-huh. or if it interferes with something, and maybe it does, but it interferes with something fundamental that I'm trying to accomplish simultaneously. Like, listen, I'd love to. I cannot do that right now. Like, my effort and time uh-huh. is like 80% of my working time is dedicated towards this project. 20%, 10% is dedicated towards admin. And the other 10% uh-huh. is, is I need that open for flexibility. You're trying to bring in this thing that's going to take 15% of my time. And honestly, like, I can't, I, I can't afford to give that time up right now. But this project yeah. is done in six months. I would love to talk again. If this is still an opportunity, then I'd love to talk to you then about it. You know, and we covered that too in the, the other episode. So I yes. think it's really good that they, uh, people can, you know, you guys can go and check this out on the other episode too. Um, why it matters. I guess we got to wrap it up, you Let's know, do this it. episode. I think we're a little over everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, but the why it matters to me, opportunities and the SWOT analysis is where you're, you're writing this stuff down. You know, you take an inventory, you're taking stock of it and you're writing these things down. You're making them tangible by writing them down. And that is a huge reason why it matters because you're, you're taking uh, an obscure thought idea and you're taking the steps to execute and make it happen. You're taking the steps to execute on your actions by defining them clearly, you know, your goals clearly, talking about the opportunities, defining the opportunities clearly, you know, weighing the options of, you know, is this, does it fit in my time? Like you were just talking about Matt, does it not? And that is critical, I feel like, and, and agree, I completely agree. You know, we're not trying to prescribe anything for anybody. I'm not trying to tell people this is the absolute only way you can ever do anything. I'm just talking from, you know, I'm shooting from the hip here, just talking from my gut, you know, just like you, Matt. It's like, that's one of the things I think we've, we click on is like, we're just shooting, we're just shooting straight from the hip, you know? And it's and, all based uh, on our experience. It's based yeah. on us running into roadblocks after roadblocks and hurtling and then falling on our faces. And, and so we're able yeah. to, to take these and form them into something that's, that's useful so that hopefully you guys can, can avoid some of those puddles that we fell face first into. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had plenty of bruises and stuff. So anyway, uh, Matt, thank you very much for asking me about opportunities and giving me the chance to talk about opportunities today and the SWOT analysis uh, program that we're doing. And I really appreciate doing the show with you. I love, I love having these, uh, these chats with you about stuff. And I'm looking forward to the next episode, which you, I'm going to put you in the hot seat and ask <laughs> you right. the questions because it's all about the threat part of SWOT analysis. And what did you tell me before? Like, you know, I am a... I uh, am an intel analyst. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's like, who better to talk about, you know, like threats uh, than you. So, uh, everybody, if you like the show, please uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions that you want us to address, hit us off. So, thanks, everybody. Thanks. See you guys next time.